Hello, everybody, and welcome to the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster. This is the X Factor. This is episode 70, season four, episode 10, halfway through season four, bringing you each and every week crypto policy and regulatory news insights analysis, and commentary, my commentary, all around the world. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, and today is December 15. Next week will be December 22nd. I'll have another episode for you, and then we're going to have the weekend before New Year's is going to be a non-show. I'll be away. I'll be away in sunny location around the world and not bring you the x factor but i'll bring you the x factor the following week just as each and every week i do um but you know every once in a while your host needs a break and your host's gonna get a break but this week's no break man i'm telling you this week is no joke we have a heck of a show for you today some insights some analysis some commentary my commentary and no commentary would be complete on this show without a bashing and trashing of our favorite or non-favorite politicians um, and government bureaucrats. But let's start off with Basil. Let's talk about the Basel Committee. The Basel Committee has suggested introducing maturity limits for stablecoin reserve assets. I was about to be excited. I'm, I bet I, I was about to be super excited. I was thought I was going to say they were going to, they were going to introduce maturity and term limits for politicians, but they're not. They said maturity limits for stablecoin reserves. Now let's see. Um, in a consultative document published on December 14, the Basel Committee on Banking Supervision of the Bank of International Settlements (BIS) and we talked about them before, where we're going to take a BIS proposed several measures on targeted adjustment to its standard on banks' exposure to crypto assets. The document is a result of the review work conducted during 2023, which helped the committee formulate amendments to its original prudential standards for banks' exposure to stablecoins published in 2022. That was a mouthful. Very long sentence. Bigly. Proposed changes relate primarily to the composition of the reserve assets of stablecoins, specifically for crypto assets classified under Group 1B in the prudential standards subject to capital requirements based on the risk weights of underlying exposures. The committee proposes to target the redemption risks in periods of extreme stress when the stablecoin issuers might face mass claims for withdrawal and a resulting fire sale. The regulating body suggests restricting stablecoin exposures to longer-term maturities by introducing a maximum maturity limit for individual reserve assets. Should longer-term assets be allowed as reserve assets, the committee believes, and they believe, they really believe, and it's a statement to believe, these must over-collateralize the claims of stablecoin holders. The amount of extra collateral should be enough to offset potential decreases in asset value so the stablecoin would remain redeemable at its peg value even during challenging times. And in volatile markets, you must believe it is a season to believe for those who celebrate Christmas it is with believe in Santa. They're believing in Santa here. You know, um, so I, I commend and admire the taking abyss 
for believing in Santa and Santa Claus. Everybody should believe in Santa Claus, no matter how long it takes and no matter how long, you know, there's magic in the air. Magic with Rudolph and Donner and Blitzen and, you know, Dasher, Dancer, Donner, Blitzen, Comet, Cupid, Vixen. I'm forgetting somebody. Donner? No, I said Donner. Blitzen, whoever you are. But you need to recall the Biss. It's not the know-it-all. B-I-S. The red-nosed people has some very shot. Anyway, let's go to the U.S. Let's go to the U.S. Telling you, the first trust, we're talking about first trust. First trust files for Bitcoin buffer ETF with SEC. And that's a buffer, I'm thinking. What does a buffer mean? The financial services firm First Trust is the latest company to file for a Bitcoin exchange-traded fund, but not a spot ETF. Oh, okay. On December 14, First Trust submitted a form N1A, N1-A. Don't forget the dash. Dash is very important. Filing with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission to launch a new Bitcoin-linked product called the First Trust Bitcoin Buffer ETF. According to the prospectus, the fund is designed to participate in the positive price returns before fees and expenses of the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust or another exchange credit product, ETP, that provide exposure to the performance of Bitcoin. Unlike a spot Bitcoin ETF, which is linked to the performance of Bitcoin, a buffer ETF uses options to pursue a defined investment outcome. A buffer ETF is designed to protect investors from market drop losses by placing a buffer or a limit on a stock growth over a defined period. Also known as defined outcome ETFs, buffer ETFs use options to guarantee an investment outcome and seek to provide a targeted level of downside protection if markets experience negative returns. Uh, Bloomberg ETF analyst James Seifart, well, interrupt childhood, took to, to Twitter to comment, on the first trust Bitcoin buffer ETF stating that these types of funds protect against a set percentage of downside loss with cap upside. Expect to see other entrants in the space with unique differentiated strategies offering Bitcoin exposure over coming weeks. See fart added. All right. That's that. Okay. Let me know your thoughts on the Bitcoin buffer. Now, we're going to talk about A. One six Z, okay. They reveal lobbying plan, and it sounds like logical to me. It sounds really, really, really good. Okay, Ben Horowitz, one of the firm's founders, has pledged to support any politician who helps push crypto and AI technology forward. Smart venture capital firm Andreessen Horowitz, A one six Z, hopes to push pro pro crypto and artificial intelligence regulation forward with a seemingly new strategy, throwing money at politicians. Hey, didn't Sam Bankman fried do that? No, he threw money at everybody, and they threw him in jail. Okay. If a candidate supports an optimistic technology-enabled future, we are for them. If they want to choke off important technologies, we are against them. Where can I sign up? Where can I join your lobby? Wrote Penn Horowitz, one of the firm's founders, in the December 14 post, saying every penny we donate will go to support like-minded candidates and opposed candidates who aim to kill America's advanced technological future. I'm on board. 
I'm on board. I don't know if I get any votes. I don't know if anybody will vote for me. I'm not a member of any party. I think they both suck. The main two. There are other parties that don't suck as bad. The main two really suck. So, but maybe I'll get maybe I'll join somebody someday. But I want to join this. Harwood said it would be the first time 816Z pursues the lobbying route to promote tech-friendly politicians. However, it previously held a fundraiser for a New York representative in October 2022, according to Forbes. According to people familiar with the matter. <laughs> well, people familiar with the matter know about Santa Claus, too. Horowitz, in particular, highlighted blockchain-based technologies and AIs, two technologies that can make up for a better world. True. Very true. Decentralized technologies will create a fairer, more inclusive economy. True. The most decentralized big tech firms have achieved. True. He said, while AI has the potential to uplift all humanity to a standard of living, never experienced before. I agree. Um, Avalanche. Coinbase, Dapper Labs, Lidio Finance, Nansen, OpenSea, Uniswap, and WorldCoin are some cryptocurrency startups that in which A16Z has invested. Kudos to you, A16Z. I want to join in. Give me a ring. Give me a shout. I'm all I'm all in favor of being against politicians who want to crush technology because their coffers are giving them. These people don't care about America. They don't care about the future of our country. They care about themselves. They need to be put away, walk into the ocean. Bye-bye. See it. Never see it again. I don't die or anything. I just don't want to be office, you know, so, but, you know, regarding both politicians, par both major parties, yeah, they, they suck. I mean, yeah, we need a viable third or fourth or fifth option. Let's go for it, you know. Gemini creditors. Let's talk about Gemini creditors. Revolt. There's a revolt over brutal Bitcoin slashing we York plan. You know, I expect the same thing with Celsius because the lawyers there and the UCC, they've been they've been raiding the kitty. Well, it's not your money. It's the creditor's money that you've been raiding. I call that where I come from. We call that theft. We call that stealing. We call that consequential actions. Right. But let's happen. Let's see what happened to Gemini. Gemini earned. Creditors are fuming. Yes, I'm fuming too, as associates are. Creditor. Over proposed reorg plans that could see the, their promised Bitcoin payouts effectively slashed to about 30% of what they're worth at current market rates. I expect the same thing. In a post on Twitter, Gemini Trust revealed it sent creditors an email on December 13th outlining the proposed plan, which has now been put up for a vote. Under the proposed plan, creditors will receive a payout equal to their earned crypto balances as of January 19, 2023, which was a year ago almost, 11 months, 11 months ago. The date that Gemini's cryptocurrency lending partner, Genesis Global Capital, filed for bankruptcy. Some observers, including Bloomberg Exchange Traded Fund analyst James Seafart, that's the name again, Seafart, Seafart. Described the plan as brutal, given that prices of Bitcoin and Ether were only 20940 and 1545 At the time, the assets have since rallied double 42750 for Bitcoin and 2250 for Ethereum at the time of writing. Yeah. This would mean that the, in the worst case scenario, creditors are given a 61% recovery. Each Bitcoin that a creditor had on earn would only be given 12773 or 30% of what Bitcoin is today. Commenters of Gemini's ex post appeared in fierce opposition to the plan, with many of them urging creditors to vote no. Vote no. 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 
I expect the same thing with Celsius predators. And you know what? We throw again 70%. You try to give us 30%. That's a no. Um, but in dollar terms, say you switch it to dollars. Let's just let's just say you take that dollar amount. You don't compare it to Bitcoin, but you compare it to something else, like a I don't know, low cap or a mid cap coin where the price hasn't really budged. And then you take the cash dollar, you trade it, you put it in the bank, and you buy crypto that's not Bitcoin and not Ethereum. You got to know the space. You got to be a little bit risky. You know, you don't have to be a degen to buy the gambling coins, but you got to take a, a shot on a smaller coin. I hope that over time then goes up at a higher rate than Bitcoin in order to get back your Bitcoin. It's much greater risk. So you're making less, you're getting less back. The, the, the lawyers raided the kitty. The UCC raided the kitty. They stole from everybody. Um, where is the third-party lawyer to help people who are screwed? Where, when are they going to show up? I guess they'll show up after distribution in the class action suits. We'll see what happens. You know, that's my thoughts on the matter. Let me know your thoughts. You know, this has not been a fun time. But the bottom line is this. If you have any Bitcoin whatsoever, you have any Ethereum whatsoever, it's only a fraction of what you had before. During the next bull cycle, you're going to go, you're going to exceed what you had. You're going to have more than what you had. You know, pretty much. So, you know, it's how much more do you want? And, and you know, some people deserve to have a lot more. Because they did the work and they were here for a while and they don't deserve to be stolen from. But hey, that's my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts. I don't mean to rant, but that's it. SEC pushes deadline for decision on Invesco Galaxy Spot Ethereum ETF in 2024. United States Securities and Exchange Commission has delayed, and that's what they do. They delay its decision on whether to approve or disapprove a spot ether exchange-traded fund or ETF proposed by Invesco and Galaxy Digital. In a December 13 notice, the SEC said it would design, uh, designate a longer period of whether to approve or disapprove a proposed rule change that would allow CBOEBZX exchange to list and trade shares of the Invesco Galaxy Ethereum ETF. The proposed spot crypto investment vehicle is one of many being considered by the commission, which Today has never approved an ETF with direct exposure to Bitcoin. No, they have not. Or other cryptocurrencies. The 45th day after publication of the notice for the proposed rule change is December 23, 2023. The commission is extending its 45-day time period. Said the December 13 notice, the commission designates February 6, 2024 as the date which the commission shall either approve or disapprove or institute proceedings to determine whether to disapprove the proposed real rule change. And um, then we have one more article from the U.S. More U.S. senators back Elizabeth Warren's AML bill targeting crypto. You know, really, seriously, what's your problem? I don't know. Um, Massachusetts, my Massachusetts listeners, you have a responsibility in the next election to remove this person from office. It's your duty as Americans to remove this person who hates America from office. Okay. The legislation reintroduced in July already has the support of several U.S. lawmakers, unfortunately. But, you know, she's on a tirade. She's on a tantrum. She's on her personal mission. 
personal mission is not reflective of the rest of the country. Massachusetts Senator of Accident, Elizabeth Warren, an outspoken critic of digital assets in the U.S. government, has announced that five, five more senators have agreed to co-sponsor one of her bills aimed at cracking down on money laundering. In the December 11 announcement, Senator Warren said Senators Raphael Warnock, LaFunza Butler, Chris Van Hollen, John Hickenlooper, and Ben Ray Lujan, all who need to be voted out, had backed her digital asset on the Anti-Money Laundering Act reintroduced in July. According to Warren, the legislation specifically targeted illicit uses of crypto assets for money laundering and financing terrorism. She says, I'm glad that five new senators are joining the fight to take action, including three members of the banking committee. Banking committee who are bought by J.P. Morgan and Jimmy Diamond and other banks. Our bipartisan bill is the toughest proposal on the table, cracking down on crypto's illicit use and giving regulators more tools in the toolbox. I'm okay with cracking down on the illicit use. That's perfectly fine. But saying that crypto is only used for illicit use, which are your comments directly in the Congress, in the Senate, that's just wrong. Your underlying base assumptions are wrong. Blockchain is used for good as well as bad. And the dollar is used for good as well as bad. You can't just say it's all used for bad. It's not. It's not true. The bill already had bipartisan support from several senators and organizations, including the Bank Policy Institute, Massachusetts Bank Association, Transparency International U.S., Global Financial Integrity, National District Attorneys Association, Major County Sheriffs of America, the National Consumer Law Center, and the National Consumers League. In the announcement, Warren reiterated her claim that she made in December 6th hearing uh, and subsequent interviews that net realistically half of North America, North Korea's missile program was funded by digital assets. It's because Lazarus Group has stolen a lot of money. The hacked, they were the worst hackers in the world. Um, they've stolen people's money. It wasn't hidden and it wasn't given to them. They took it. So you want to go after North Korea? Great. You want to go after Lazarus Group? Great. Don't go after Americans. We're trying to, you know, who are thrown out of the financial system and trying to make a life for themselves. Don't I, I don't do that. You know, that's that's not cool. That's not cool. Um, so you know, let me know your thoughts on the senator and you know rough times ahead. But I'll be happy when you lose, Miss Warren. See, I want you to win certain parts of that, cracking down in North Korea. But taking away people's rights and freedom is not cool. Let's go to Argentina, where they have rights and freedom. Argentine crypto influencers hope Javier Malay will shun fat F travel rule. It's a fat F rule. What's a fat F? Lots of burgers, lots of pizza, lots of pancakes. You know, what's really good is multi-grain pancakes with syrup and then a side of corned beef hash. I think I'm going to go get that after the show. It's pretty good. After libertarian Javier Malay was sworn in as president of Argentina on December 10. The local crypto community hopes he will keep some of his promises, as politicians are known to do that, right? Keep promises. And take the country to the same level of crypto adoption as his counterpart, Naya Bukele, did in El Salvador. On the day of his inauguration, Latin America Alec Cryptonaticius published three requests to Malai from Bitcoin community. The vice president of the non-governmental organization of Bitcoin Argentina, Camilo Jurajuria, 
call for Malay to respect the privacy of his people and not introduce the draconian measures of the Financial Action Task Force. We don't like draconian measures. We don't. We like new, innovative things that will move the world forward. Let us have flying cars. The measure Jojuria referred to is the Fat F travel rule, which obliges virtual asset service providers to share information about the senders and recipients of virtual assets. The crypto lobbyists also pointed to the example of El Salvador as a model way of adopting and regulating Bitcoin. All right, let's do some skinny F, not some fat F. Let me know your thoughts. How's that new guy doing, Argentina? Yeah, I think he's doing so good so far. Let's talk about Brazil. Brazil. Brazil signs overseas crypto tax bill into law. Taxes. The president of Brazil, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, has signed a law introducing taxes on crypto assets held abroad by Brazilian citizens. Lula signed the law on December 12, which was then published the following day in the Diário Oficial da União, or the official diary of the Union. The law will come to a force on January 1st. The new taxes will not apply exclusively to crypto, but also profits and dividends gained by Brazilian taxpayers from investment funds, platforms, real estate, or trusts abroad. The Brazilian government intends to collect around 20 billion reals, reals, $4 billion of new taxes in 2024. Those who begin paying the taxes in 2023 are being offered an early bird advantage. You get to pay early. Cool. Early bird pays early, but they'll pay a levy of eight of eight percent on all income made up to 2023 in installments, with the first installment beginning in December. Starting in 2024, the tax rate will be set at 15 percent. Overseas earnings up to six thousand Brazilian reals, twelve hundred bucks, will be exempt from taxation. So in Brazil, you have the shadow economy, you have this dark economy, and you have the regular economy. So if you participate in the regular economy, you're going to be taxed. If you participate in the shadow economy, no one knows your money. They have a, a t- they have a two different economies in Brazil. Half makes up half of the GDP. Which one are you going to join? If you're in Brazil, are you going to join the legitimate economy or the taxable economy? Or are you going to join the underground economy? Are you Let me know your thoughts. You know, it's a pretty... You know, um, black and white to me, you know, but hey, we go to the UK. Majority of UK's MPs lack crypto knowledge, says Industry Association. Oh, this is going to be good. Okay. The Self-Regulatory Trade Association, Crypto UK, has reported roughly 5% of all members of parliament in the United Kingdom have publicly spoken on crypto and blockchain suggesting a lack of knowledge. <gasps> you think? In a report released on December 14, Crypto UK analyzed the sentiment of MPs between 2022 and 2023, finding that only 37 lawmakers specifically mentioned crypto and blockchain, 5.7% of the 650 members. Some of the top voices in the UK government in 2023, according to Crypto UK, included MP and former Economic Secretary Andrew Griffith and crypto proponent Lisa Cameron. It's important that MPs from all parties and from all corners of the UK get to know the crypto asset industry better, said a crypto UK spokesperson. Almost 5 million people in the UK have some sort of crypto asset exposure, while tens of thousands of people work in the industry in the UK, supporting the local economies and helping the British economy grow. 
UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak said he plans to make the country a global hub for crypto asset technology under his government. Lawmakers have already been moving forward with plans to establish a regulatory framework for stablecoins and crack down on illicit uses of crypto. Since October, officials with the Financial Conduct Authority have imposed restrictions on crypto firms promoting projects to UK residents. Yeah, yeah, you have to know this. It's, and a lot of people I, I see show up and say, oh, I know all about crypto, being completely new to the space. Oh, I know all about, let me tell you something. The learning curve's not, the learning curve's not easy. It's steep. You want to know everything? Well, you want to know a lot, you should listen to my podcast, the Crypto Hipster Podcast. I have many, 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 many podcasts publishing episode, fresh new episode tomorrow, number 285, season six, episode 30. Listen to my podcasts, read my books. I have 267 of them right now. You know, learn. Don't just show up without doing any background. Say, oh, I know this is easy. Oh, no, it's not. Learning curve is steep. And when you're changing your paradigm from the old world of finance, to this new world of crypto, paradigm shifts are not easy things to take for your brain. So, you know, and since politicians known to have be a little less intelligent than the normal than the normal business leader, you know, you know, giving your brain a spark and a jump start is a good thing. Let's hook your brain up to those energy batteries, batteries, and let's go. Okay, stay in the UK. Crypto in the well and Snake Villain Star in FCA's pixelated animation. The heck's that? The United Kingdom's financial regulator, the Financial Conduct Authority, FCA, has vigorously promoted its marketing rules for crypto firms since their publication in June. And it's now found a way to bring them to life as a pixelated Wild West cartoon to enlighten investors. A minute-long animation mimicking the style and sound of a video game appeared as an MP4 file on the FCA's website this week. The cartoon isn't presented as part of a press release, but is listed as a standalone with no caption or explanation around it on the publication page. The cartoon explains how to judge whether crypto companies play by the FCA's marketing rules. I got to watch this. I, I think we all have to watch this. We should watch this. Under the rules, crypto promo campaigns are not allowed to propose free gifts or referral bonuses, and they must display a prominent warning about the risk of losing money when investing in crypto. As the narrator voices the roles, the cartoon protagonist, wearing a cowboy hat, rides on a horse through the Wild West landscape. Oh, you know, I'm not going to tell you any more about that. I want you to watch it, and I want to watch it, too. Let's watch it together, and let me know your thoughts. I'm doing it right after I'm done recording the show. Okay, now, Galaxy. German asset manager DWS joins Galaxy to issue Euro stablecoin. Deutsche Bank's asset management arm, DWS, is forming a new venture with Mike Novogratz, Galaxy Digital, and Flow Traders to jointly issue a euro-denominated stablecoin. DWS Group officially announced on December 13 the plan to form All Unity as part of a new partnership between DWS, Flow Traders, and Galaxy to launch a fully collateralized euro stablecoin. All Unity's operations will be regulated by the German financial by the German Federal Financial. Supervisory Authority, or BAFIN. The announcement notes, all Unity's longer-term focus will be to accelerate mass adoption of digital assets and tokenization. Cool. Let me know how that's going to go. Let me know. That's my, my concern when I hear an Overgrats is I really wish the man had uh, has 
improved his shoulder and taken that Terra Luna um, wolf off and remove that and stops going on CNBC and saying, don't buy Litecoin, buy Terra Luna instead. And they're by wrecking all of his followers. But hey, you know, I hope he's changed his tune. And we're going to only hope for that. Philippines, let's go to, let's go to Asia. Your Philippines is not in Europe. It's in Asia. Yep, I know my geography. Philippines SEC begins Binance ban countdown. The Philippines Securities Exchange Commission had Kelvin Lee clarified in a panel this week that a ban on Binance will come into effect three months after its advisory was issued. According to a report from BitPinas, not to, yeah, BitPinas, Lee said there had been a lot of confusion on the internet about the ban after regulators issued an advisory to the cryptocurrency exchange for operating without a license. And then in November, he was asked to clarify the matter and that the ban was supposed to be three months from an issuance date, which he said was given November 29, depending on how feedback is, we can actually extend that, but currently we should feel lucky with the three months. He said the original recommendation was one month, even a one-week transition period, but he decided on more time due to the Christmas holiday. Christmas holiday. Santa's coming, man. Santa, I'm telling you, he's going to come on, come on down your chimneys, but it's stuck in your house. You're going to have to give him a cookie, see how it goes, and once give him some chili. Go fly his fat ass back up the chimney and fly out the house. Let's go. Um, Yeah. He says, why not make it harder for Filipino investors during that time? Yeah. Yeah. Why make it harder? Yeah. Tony, get the chili out. If Santa gets stuck, give him a nice spoon. Make sure you put extra jalapenos and hot sauce in that. Make sure you put like, put like, I put sweet potatoes and nutmeg also because I have my, mine's a little sweeter than usual and not everybody else's, but it's really good with cinnamon, nutmeg, sweet potatoes. But anyway, give him a spoonful of that. Shoot his fat ass back up the chimney. Make sure he leaves the presents behind. And you're golden. Okay? So let's go. Christmas on the, on the way. All right. Middle East. Middle East. Binance crypto firms optimistic about UAE amid potential U.S. regulatory shift. Binance and other cryptocurrency firms based in the United Arab Emirates are optimistic that the country will remain a hot spot for virtual assets despite the potential shift to the United States should the Western superpower become a more crypto-friendly jurisdiction. We're not. We're not yet. We should be. We're not. We have Elizabeth Warren. The regulation by enforcement regime in the U.S. has pushed global crypto firms to move to locations such as the UAE, the United Kingdom, Switzerland, and Singapore. Singapore, not Singapore. I don't know what Singapore is, but it sounds interesting. Singapore. However, the, the idea that companies could potentially return to the U.S. should there be a change in the direction was, was floated during a panel discussion on December 11 at the Global Blockchain Congress event in Dubai. Oh. Highlighting the UAE's approach toward technology and innovation, Alex Sheehade, finances general manager of the Middle East and North Africa, said the local government has built infrastructures around numerous initiatives that encompass not just AI, but also Web3, sustainability, and other verticals. All right. That's that. <clears throat> One last place is Dubai. Dubai regulator grants crypto license to Bahrain's coin Mina. Very cool. Dubai's Virtual Assets Regulatory Authority, VARA, has awarded a virtual asset service provider 
licensed the Bahrain Headquarter Cryptocurrency Exchange Coin Mina to operate and offer services in and from the Emirates. The license acquired by CoinMina FZE, the Dubai subsidiary of CoinMina BSC, permits the platform to offer virtual asset broker-dealer services. Uh, an announcement, it says it comes after a year after the platform obtained a provisional license from the Dubai regulator. Congratulations, CoinMina. Yes, sounds good. Now, I want everybody to join me in that in that UK file, in the UK video, I'm going to watch it in a minute. So, and that, and other than that, this has been the show. This has been, you know, the X Factor, episode seven zero seventy, seventy in a row. Let's go. It's over a year, nonstop breaks. But there's going to be a break. There's going to be a break the Friday before New Year's. There's not a break next weekend before Christmas. We're going to get into the holiday spirit. We're not going to give a chance. We're not going to talk about giving Santa chili unless it comes up. We're not going to give hot sauce. We're not going to see, see Santa, Santa, Santa blow him all the way up the, the uh, chimney and land on the Donner, Blisson, Warren, Gary, you know, the new reindeer they got this year. And that's it. So I want to thank everybody for joining me for another wonderful episode of the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster, this is your host, Jamil Hassan. Join me each and every Friday. See you next week.